Welcome to Memphis Metropolis on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm your host, Emily Trenum. Memphis Metropolis is all about our city as an urban place, including its neighborhoods, buildings, pathways, and parks, as well as the people who shape it. Join us each week as community leaders and commentators talk with me about our shared built environment. Memphis Listening Lab proudly supports WYXR. They provide a curated collection of music and music history, a forum for music-related talks and performances, and a music education, appreciation, and experimentation space located in Crosstown Concourse. The lab is open Tuesday through Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can find out more information on their Instagram page at Memphis Listening Lab or on their website at memphislisteninglab.org. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Memphis Metropolis on WYXR 91.7 FM at Crosstown. I'm Emily Trenum, and I'm your host. So today we're kind of going a little bit of a different direction. Um, My guest is Kim Haliak, and Kim is the heads up the or is a leader of the Cooper Young Garden Club. And we're going to, today we're going to be talking about an event they have coming up, a garden walk, an annual garden walk they do every year. This year it's going to be May 21st, 22nd. So we'll be talking about that in a little while. But so Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Emily. So Kim, let's just start out by, you know, Memphis Metropolis focuses on the built environment and people think about that as you know, buildings, roads, you know, sort of the, the hearts because it's built, you know, it's the, it's things that are built on the land. And, but of course, you know, green spaces of all kinds are so important to, you know, to civilization, but also part of our environment. So talk, let's talk a little bit about that, about why you think, um, you know, gardens and landscapes are just such an important element in the built environment. I, I actually think personally that it's the most important part. And when I think about traveling anywhere, the cities that I remember most are the ones that have the beautiful spaces that have intentionally uh, embraced green spaces and flowers and um, just I I think as humans, it's part of our DNA to be surrounded by nature and green. And I feel like, especially living in a city, that it's even more important because um, we need to get outside. We need to get away from technology. Um, I think it helps our mental health. It reduces stress. And um, face it, if you go to a part of town where there aren't green places, you tend to get out of there pretty quick. You don't really want to stay because it feels unfriendly and it feels a little unsafe. So I think green spaces are important. I agree with that. And I did, um, I guess a few months back, I did an interview with Nick Clark, who's the who's the parks director, you know, mm-hmm. the big parks master plan. And they're spending, they're in the, spending a lot of money on parks right now um, as part of, you know, the mayor has this Accelerate Memphis initiative, mm-hmm. and they're spending a lot of money on parks, including neighborhood parks. And it just really gladdened my heart because, 
not only do na- a lot of neighborhoods don't have parks, but a, a lot of neighborhoods that have parks, they're not well utilized because they're not welcoming. So a lot of times you're just, even if you could benefit from the park, you're mm-hmm. not really benefiting from it. Right. I agree. And actually, Cooper Young has a park, uh, Spanish Memorial Park, and our club actually adopted it a couple years ago. And we have been working with Nick Clark and the city to actually be permitted to do some plantings in the park and make it a place where right now I, I don't think that most of the people in Cooper Young go there other than to walk their dogs. But the intent is in the next year or so that we would plant a lot of native plants and shrubs and make it a place where we would have community gatherings. So um, we're kind of excited about that. I love that idea. It's a very cute park. It's kind of, it's a little bit of an odd location. It is. <laughs> and, and, then it, and then it's right, uh, it's right on a main street and mm-hmm. it's also right, kind of doesn't it butt up to the elevated tracks? It does. Yes. Yes, it does. Well, and what I th- remember about that park, and I haven't been in several years, but I think it has a splash pad. Um, no, for- not not Spanish Memorial Park. No. It doesn't. You're okay. thinking of Peabody Park. I'm thinking of Peabody yeah. Park. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, um, okay, yeah, I do get those two things, those mm-hmm. two confused. But, well, that's great news because, um, because, you know, there has been an effort lately, which I'm sure you're part of, to have community-based organizations adopt parks through mm-hmm. this Bloom nonprofit to sort of establish park friends groups. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that is having groups adopt a park and not only maybe do some plantings, but also just keep an eye on it. Yes, clean it up. We have uh, quarterly cleanups. We've also planted a lot of native trees up there. Um, Our club established an arboretum in our neighborhood, um, I think, five years ago. And we are currently, I think, 120 trees that we've planted throughout the neighborhood. And many of them are in the Spanish Memorial Park. So, um, Well, actually, that's kind of a great transition because I wanted to ask you, kind of related to my first question about mm -hmm. why parks were important, like what are the different... um, green spaces that, um, like you mentioned, arboretums. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's gardens, parks. What mm-hmm. are, what am I leaving out when you think of sort of the greenscape um, in a I, community? Well, and I also think about um, the, the, the edges of a neighborhood. Um, so we actually have a huge project that we are getting ready to do Um, which is along Southern Avenue, and it's seven blocks of hell strips. And so while you might not think... What what is that? Okay, a hell strip is that piece of ground. Oh, there we go. Bring in my bell. um, Along the sidewalk that is often ignored by homeowners is sort of... Oh, it's that strip in front of your house between the sidewalk. And what's it called? Well, it's called a hell strip or a verge. Hell. Hell. As in, it's a hell to take care of. <laughs> okay, I, did, I had no yes. idea. It's yes. is that that's the technical term for those it's, things. I don't think it's the technical term, but that's what many people <laughs> hell call strips. it. <laughs> well, and there's dueling opinions about who's really responsible for them. Well, from what I understand, the homeowners are responsible, but it's actually the city's property. 
<laughs> okay, I see. So, so what do you go, circling back to Southern Avenue, what are you doing there? So this is our um, biggest project that we've ever done to date. And as a club, can I go back and mention our club a little bit so people? Oh, sure. Can well, I was going to. Okay. I, well, well, well um, I was going to ask you about okay. the club, how it got started, okay. and um, so we started our garden club in 2015. Um, I was actually retiring as a teacher, and I was hoping that Cooper Young had a garden club, but it didn't. So we started one with about 11 members. And uh, we decided as a group that we were not interested in starting a club where we just met for eating and drinking. We really wanted to do some projects and beautify our neighborhood. And so in the beginning, we did simple things like uh, putting uh, containers at gateway corners and putting flowers and that in. And over time, uh, we have grown so much uh, that this year we're taking on the Southern Avenue project because we want to uh, beautify the edges of a neighborhood. Oftentimes, I think the edge is where uh, there is more crime, there is more trash, uh, people feel less connected to the neighborhood. And so we looked around, we have a beautiful entrance coming into Cooper Young from the uh, I Love Memphis mural and the trestle. But when you look at the Southern Avenue side, it's it's sort of neglected. We have commercial properties in that, and, and so not, what we some of them are empty. Yes. So what yeah. what 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 are the blocks of Southern? So we're going to go from Cooper to East Parkway, and it is approximately fifteen hundred uh, linear feet of hell strip of of grass and weeds and trash. And so we have hired a professional landscaper, Daniel Gross, who actually does many projects with the city. He has done the trolley stop area, the uh, plantings on, uh, I believe, on some of the plantings down by Mud Island, uh, some other plantings in the medical district. So he's very familiar with using native plants in tough spots. And so he drew up a plan and all of the health strip is going to be removed and replaced with all native plants. And um, where he's anticipating using about 3,000 plants on those wow. blocks. Yes. Yes. Wow. So he's going to do the planting. He's going to do the planting. Um, and then we as a club will we'll take care of it. And that first year is going to be the hardest. Once it gets established, I don't think it'll be uh, that difficult to maintain. And then what we're hoping is to also add some artwork on all the all the health strips along Southern. The homeowners' homes actually face in towards the street. They don't face on Southern. And so most of those yards have privacy fences up. And so the health strips are sort of forgotten. Um, and so what we want to do is put up artwork on the fence, uh, have native plants, have labels, uh, so people who are riding along the bike uh, lane or walking or driving will get a fabulous view. And then the people who live across from the tracks can also enjoy the view. And I guess our hope is, is that with this project, that other neighborhoods along Southern Avenue would consider a similar idea and give this very unified look to Southern Avenue um, because it's in dire idea. need. 
I yeah. love that idea. Well, doesn't Karen o uh, Golightly live in Cooper Young, the she paint this? So maybe she can hook yes, you up. I'm going to check with her. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, if you're listening, <laughs> we volunteered you to help with this. Right. <laughs> So, um, so that sounds super, super exciting. I, you know, gateways are really important to neighborhoods, to neighborhood identity. Mm-hmm. And of course the, the natural environment piece of that sounds just wonderful. Do you have to get special permission from the city to, uh, we, to, we to, adopt, to, to, adopt, to adopt the hell strips? Yeah, we did. We reached out to them. We let them know our plan. They're anxious to see what we do with it. So they have given us permission. And um, I'm hoping that if we're successful, then next year we have about six blocks on the other side of Cooper uh, to Barksdale or to McLean that we would also like to uh, do so that we want everyone in the neighborhood to feel like they're a part of the neighborhood. Yeah, that's a wonderful idea. So tell me about some of the club's other activities. And I'm this is the Cooper Young Garden mm-hmm. Club, but I'm interested also in the the Arboretum Project. And I mm-hmm. guess before I'm not going to ring the bell again, but but um, that's a little bit of a technical term. Uh, so I always think like it's a place for trees, but I'm sure it's there's more to it than that. So tell us what an arboretum is and then tell us about your arboretum project. So an arboretum is a collection of identified trees. That's my definition of it. I don't know. There might be a different one. Um, and what we did was we decided to label as many different trees as we could in our neighborhood. Um So I think we have 120 trees labeled, and they're in front yards. So front yards, Spanish Memorial Park, or on public streets. And we have a brochure that lists them all. Um, And what I was really pleased was the last time I looked, about 59% of them were native trees. And so Cooper Young were very big on natives. And so that was really encouraging. Um, And so it's a great educational moment. Uh, Children at Peabody Elementary can learn their trees. Uh, Homeowners can look at trees that are being successful in yards and say, oh, this tree is doing really well. Or, wow, I really like how this tree looks. What is it? Ah, it's this tree. I'd like to plant it in my yard. Um, So we're actually a level three arboretum uh, nationwide. And we're actually a level one internationally. So we're so, so explain what those what, what those designations uh, mean. So those require that you have uh, not specific trees, but they all have to be different. There has to be a certain number of them. They are um, the city. The urban forestry comes out and looks at the trees that we picked, and they make sure they're in good health. So it's a process where you get licensed, I think, every three or four years. And 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 level one's the top? No, level four, I think, is the top. Okay, okay. So that's yes. pretty good for, yes. a, a, for a grassroots neighborhood effort. Yeah, when you consider we started our club in 2015, uh, I think it's a lot to be proud of. It is, for sure. Yeah. And you mentioned urban forest. That, mm-hmm. I think that is an important part of the you know, the the green space garden landscape equation. It, it really is. Um, I think that's why everybody loves um, Overton Park. I mean, it's something that we all gravitate to. Uh, and, and, our, and look with the last storm that we had and how many trees we lost. 
we need to keep planting trees to replace the ones that we're losing. Um, so you mentioned, um, you know, going to other cities mm-hmm. and how that always makes a positive impression. And I agree with that. You know, a lot of times if I go to a city, I'll go to the Botanic Garden mm-hmm. if there's an opportunity. If I have a couple hours and it's a nice day, because it's always just fun to see what different cities. But so so do you think, um, you know, sort of from the from the Garden Park Greenspaper, mm-hmm. how do you think Memphis rates? I mean, do you think we're, I always hear that we're a city of trees and that's one of our sort of calling cards. Does that extend beyond trees to to greenscapes in general, do you, just your opinion? I, I have been all over the United States and a lot of places around the world. And I think we have a ways to go. Um, but, you know, we were famous for being a beautiful city uh, 30, 40 years ago. And I'd like to see us go back to that. Um, I think that we have beautiful tree canopy but I feel like maybe we have a ways to go on the actual landscaping of homes. I think in some ways Memphis has a generic landscape. We have a lot of plants, seems like the same 10 plants we use a lot, like azaleas and magnolia. You know, there's a southern palette, which makes sense. But I think that um, I have been in other places where it's more developed, and I'd like to see us get there too. I agree with that. I'm not any kind of an expert, but in terms of the, you know, the, the palette of plants mm-hmm. that people select from. Well, and we don't have time to talk about this at length, but you sort of mentioned, you know, that uh, we used to get awards for being beautiful. And I think that also sort of reminds me that, um you know, gardens, parks, greenscapes can be an important tool in eradicating blight Mm -hmm. because those uh, city beautiful type awards were for a clean and attractive Mm -hmm. city. And um, we, we need to do better in that regard. Even though there's been a lot of great work in that area, we still, there's still room for improvement. You know, one thing our club did that I think has been a great success Um, You know, most neighborhoods have yard of the month and business of the month, and we did that too. And what we found was people were upset saying, I've lived here 20 years and I've never got a sign. And I realized that 20 years times 12 is not that many opportunities to get a sign when you have a neighborhood of 2,000 and some. And so we started a project with little signs called Beauty Grows Here. And throughout the neighborhood, we would give people signs that we put in their yard. And our initial thought was we would collect them after the year was over. Well, people did not want to give them. (laughs) They were were so happy to be recognized for what they're doing in their yard. And we have found that to be a wonderful motivator to not only reward people for the effort they're making to beautify their yard, but to keep it up. Because, you know, the, the if you have that in your yard, you sort of feel like you need to keep keep it looking good. <laughs> I love that idea. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to Memphis Metropolis on WYXR 91.7 FM. And we're talking to Kim Haliak, who is with the Cooper Young 
garden club and we've been talking about all the great activities the club has undertaken really in just a few years and in the community building and beautification and just um I'm impressed. So let's um let's talk about the the annual garden tour mm-hmm. um that's coming up and just how long have you been doing them? What's the tour like in general? What does it include? And um of course at the end I want to talk about you know, how people can attend this year, but mm-hmm. you've been doing it for a number of years. And I'm we, ashamed to say that I've never been. Yeah. We started six years ago as a way to raise money to be, to beautify our neighborhood. We had all these grand ideas, but they cost money. So we started in 2016 with 23 gardens. And I got the idea because in Buffalo, they have a walk that's been going 26 years. And they started with about 23 gardens, similar neighborhood to Cooper Young. And now they're up to 440 gardens. Oh, wow. They bring in 65,000 people in one weekend, and they bring in about $5 million into the economy. And I, when I was there, I've been there four times now. That's how wonderful it is. And I remember thinking, if, if Buffalo can do this, why can't Memphis? And so our club started out small. Uh, this year, we're expecting about 90 gardens, and that includes uh, personal gardens, It includes businesses that are in Cooper Young. Um, It includes a community garden and a school garden. And the purpose is to inspire people who come to our garden walk to go home and think, wow, I can do that in my yard. Um, You're going to see beginner gardeners uh, that are just starting out, which is fine because everybody has to start off somewhere, right? When you first start gardening, you're going to see professionally landscaped yards and you're going to see master gardener yards. And, and they're all beautiful and unique. And I think um, if you live in the city, I think what makes our garden walk so unique is because we give you solutions for common problems like shade and noise and privacy and squirrels and you know, all those things that you deal with in the city or too much shade, you're going to get ideas when you go home and you're going to say, I can do that in my yard. So 90 gardens. Mm-hmm. So, and, but you intend to try to keep it just in Cooper Young. No, actually, <laughs> in 2023, we plan to take it citywide. Um, we've had other neighborhoods reach out to us and say, oh my gosh, we would love to do this. And so our goal is to create a sort of like an open gardens tour in Memphis where there would be garden walks going all throughout the city all during the summer. Um, We did a similar thing uh, last year with the Memphis Art and Design Week in October, and we highlighted 10 gardens, a couple in Soulsville, Orange Mound, Bartlett, and Cooper Young. And we had over 100 people come on very short notice. And what touched me the most was we had a bus from Tupelo. They came up to see the gardens in Orange Mound because that's where they were from. And I just thought it was phenomenal. That is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. I love that idea of expanding it to Mm -hmm. to the... So it's interesting that you have all different... I don't want to say levels of professionalism, but mm-hmm. I don't know if, I mean, if I was a, a new gardener, how do you 
talk people into participating when they know there's going to be beautiful Massner gardener that's, uh, gardens. That's the hardest part. And and you could have a garden out of better homes and gardens, and you will still think that your yard is not good enough. And so I have to literally invite people and say, we would love to have your garden on the walk. Um, if people are proud of their garden, I want them to be on it. And some people will say to me, you know, why don't you just have the very best? If you are, I think that by inviting everyone who wants to join to participate, the, the, uh, everybody ups their game every year. There's an incentive to be on it every year. And there's an incentive as you learn more about gardening to up your game. If we only chose certain yards, I don't think most people enjoy competition. And it gives everybody an opportunity. And really, we're celebrating beautiful spaces. If you're making an effort and you want to be on the walk, we want you to be on the walk. Well, plus, even within the, let's, the quote-unquote professional or the mm-hmm. the you know, very talented amateur, even in that category, there's all different styles. There's exactly. the very manicured. And then there's the, I'm sure there's a, you know, a, a name for it, like the, you know, the sort of rustic garden right. yes. and um, where things aren't intentionally are not ultra manicured. They're left to um, be, be more interesting in their wild, in their wild and- And I have learned that there are gardens for everyone's taste. I worried the first year or two, and then I would have people come and tell me that the the native yard was their favorite or the edibles or the chickens. And so I came to realize that we have the manicured exquisite yards. We have the eclectic Cooper Young yards. We have the uh, artist studios and that we have a little bit of everything. Um, And I want to bring garden tourism to Memphis. I want it to be as big here as it is in Buffalo and other places. And if if we invite everyone to beautify their yard, we've just changed the whole flavor of our city. And it's it's catching. It's you know other neighborhoods want to do it, and and we're celebrating the people who are spending their own money. They're they're working in their own yards. It's not requiring city money. People are, people are putting in new driveways. They're fixing their sidewalks. They're painting their houses and porches. They're putting on containers on their porches and that. These are all things that add to the livability and the beauty of a neighborhood, the community pride. Um, and so I, I think it would be wonderful if more people participated. I think so too. And the idea of the garden tourism, I mean, it sounds like, sounds like the Buffalo event is huge, but it sounds like people come from all over. Yes. And um, I mean, even if we just, even if you just drew from the region, Mm -hmm. it seems like there'd be, plus it's good. um, What do you think about it? I'm sure if people come from Cooper Young, the the small businesses benefit, there's Mm -hmm. all kinds of ripple in in addition to all the livability aspects that you mentioned in neighborhood pride there's just ripple aspects um mm-hmm. of events like that well and what was wonderful is we had people last year specifically come from Iowa and Ohio and Virginia specifically for our walk they heard about it on AAA magazine 
and they showed up. I was a bit shocked, but I was so pleased. Um, That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, it really is. Um, So we're expecting a lot more people this year. Um, Besides our gardens, we're going to have about 15 art vendors. We'll have about 15 educational booths. We'll have people speaking about growing mushrooms and tower gardens and composting and um, uh, all kinds of things. And where will those activities be concentrated? So what we're going to do is have all of those activities in the secret gardens. And the secret gardens are the front and backyards. Um, so as you're walking along, you'll be able to see a garden, stop, talk with an art vendor or an educational speaker. Um, another great thing this year is we're going to have backbeat shuttle bus. So backbeat tours will be shuttling people around. And I tell people, um, you know, start, start on the outer skirts of the neighborhood, work your way in. That way you'll be just in time for lunch exactly. and then work your way out to the other end. It's a two-day event, so you know you and you don't have to see them all. But here's a here's a good insider tip: if you head to all the secret gardens, you will see all the other gardens because they'll be on your way. Um, so well, and are the secret gardens are they marked on a map? Do people know? Yes, yes, they will know which ones, and they'll they'll be a gigantic map. They'll have a map with a description of all the gardens. Um, so yeah, 90 and, gardens is a lot to see. Um, it is. And, and you don't have to see them all. That's what I tell people. Don't worry. If you only see 10, you're going to be happy. If, but I, I'll challenge uh, our visitors. When I was in New York, I saw 75 in one weekend. So see if you can beat me. <laughs> we are obviously a seasoned professional, Kim. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> So I meant to when you were talking about the, you know, the the Mm -hmm. services and programs the club offered, I meant to ask you if you actually um, help people who want to get into gardening um, just with advice or technical assistance or workshops or anything like that, Um, because a lot of people don't even know where to start. So we offer anyone is invited to join our club. We have members from all over the city. We invite men and women, and you don't have to be a experienced gardener. So people come in at all levels. Um, we swap plants. We help each other. We bring in speakers. Um, recently, I had um, the Four Points neighborhood reach out to me for help on starting a garden club. Where is uh, that? That is right across the railroad tracks from, uh, well, actually, if you cross Lamar, so Lamar and Cooper, sort of in that area, there's a neighborhood right beyond that. Um, and so they started a club. Uh, Souls or um, uh, Lemoyne Owen reached out to us about starting a seed uh, library. Uh, so we've, a lot of different groups have reached out to us and said they sort of follow our model. They're, they're very impressed with what we've been able to do. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Kim, what's your garden like? I, um, I love my garden. I, I would say that my garden is a series of zones. Um, I have, uh, have a front garden that is uh, raised beds and a green gate. 
And in the back, I have raised beds. Um, I took out all the grass and I put in crushed limestone. Uh, it's perfect for dogs and aging. Um, and uh, I have a screened in porch with an outdoor tub. Um, I have a fire pit area. I have, I have lots of different areas. And people are always amazed at how I was able to fit everything in. And I think that's part of the uh, a secret is that if you divide the area up into rooms, just like you do in your house, uh, you'll use it more. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. So will yours be on the garden tour? Yes. Yes. Okay. I need to come see that. Yes, definitely. I've got, I have a my husband and I have a very large yard. Mm -hmm. It's totally very underutilized. And one of the reasons is that I do not enjoy gardening. Mm -hmm. um, and he does, but of course people have limited time. Right. Exactly. And so we've been challenged with that. And, um, but I'd like to, you know, for sure do more, but like mm -hmm. I, said, I just don't personally enjoy it, unfortunately. Um, something else I wanted to say about the garden walk is we're going to have musicians playing in some of the yards. And the Friday of the garden walk, we're doing something new we've never done before. Uh, we're going to have a speaker at the Botanic Garden, Carmion Hamilton from Memphis, uh, the HGTV designer. Sure. And she's going she's to a, talk she's about a, she's a big shot. Yes, yes. She's going to talk about houseplants and designing with houseplants and also the psychological value of plants. So we're excited about that. Definitely. So this is May 21st and 22nd. Mm -hmm. Is that a Friday and Saturday or is that a Saturday? Uh, and Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Mm -hmm. but, but it sounds like there's some activities on Friday as yes. well. Yes, yes. Okay. So I'll put the, you know, for people that listen as a podcast, I'll put the the link in your sh in the show mm -hmm. notes, but if you're listening on the radio, just what's the website if, or how can people get more information if so, they're yeah. interested? So if you go to cooperyounggardenwalk.org, you can find out everything about the walk. And we, we haven't started selling tickets yet, but that should be coming in the next two weeks. And if you buy your tickets early, there will be garden prizes. So you have an opportunity to not only get tickets at a cheaper rate, but win prizes. So, what kind of prizes? Uh, there will be garden hats. There. Oh, I got to mention about the hats. Please. So this year, our theme is hats on to gardeners. And I want you to think about the Kentucky Derby, but with a gardening feel. So we are encouraging people to wear zany hats. Or if you're not into zany, they could be stylish. They could be beautiful. We're going to have prizes for hats. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to add just another dimension to the whole experience of walking around a beautiful neighborhood and saying, ooh, ooh, look at that person's hat. So. For sure. Uh, that sounds great. I like hats. So not like caps, but, but you know, straw hats right, and hats exactly. and flowers. And, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like, that really sounds like fun. Okay. Well, this has been a great conversation. May 21st, 22nd, everybody. Get on down to Cooper Young and see some of the 90 gardens. Hear some music, wear your hat, mm -hmm. patronize the businesses, all of those things. So I've been you've been listening to Memphis Metropolis on WYXR 91.7 FM. And I've been talking to Kim Haliak about the upcoming garden tour and about the Cooper Young Garden Club and how important gardens and landscapes are to our built environment. So Kim, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me.
The Brooks is open in Overton Park, home to Memphis Art Collection since 1916. The Memphis Brooks Museum of Art holds the largest collection of world art in the region, with more than 10,000 works spanning 5,000 years of art and cultures. Remember, every Wednesday is free and open until 8 p.m. They are a proud sponsor of WYXR. For more information about the museum and their exhibitions, visit brooksmuseum.org. You belong at the Brooks. You've been listening to Memphis Metropolis on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm Emily Trenum. Memphis Metropolis airs every Monday at 1, so please tune in again next week. You can listen to past programs on our program page at wyxr.org or on memphismetropolis.com. You can also follow us and send feedback on social media. Now, stay tuned for Memphis Undercover with Nancy.